All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. This is Leafs Morning Take with Nick Alberga and Jay Rosehill. Now we've got a fight started here. 30 minutes of live, non-stop Leafs talk starts now. Well, the dust has settled on another locker clean-out day in Toronto. And trust me when I tell you, there's a lot to dive into. Presented by Botano, it's a Tuesday edition of Leafs Morning Take. Nick Alberga and Jay Rosa with you. Uh, Rosie, I know you're off yesterday. How are you feeling since Friday, buddy? Oh, you know, it settled in and, uh, you know, probably feeling better than those players having to go through and do that shit and do the media and the whole ring and roll circus. So, uh, I don't know. I think it's kind of set in with everybody that, uh, she's over and, uh, it's over for a lot of teams right now. There's four left. So the old car wash locker clean out day. What's that like from a player's perspective? Yeah, it's weird, really. Um, it's weird going to the rink and seeing everybody, but not having to prepare, not having to focus on anything, not having a job to do. Um, you kind of go there in your flip-flops and your shorts, and the weather's kind of nice, and nobody's overly happy to be there. But uh, it's just a different feeling. It's just a, a once-a-year type thing where most teams go through it, where you go to the rink have, after uh, – having not won and getting beat out in one way or the other and uh and you go pack your shit and then in that league and in that market you gotta talk to the media and you gotta answer questions and it's uh it's kind of painful some guys did pack their shit uh can confirm that a lot to get to from locker cleanout days so we won't waste any time remember to subscribe tap that like button leave us a review wherever you're checking us out at the leafs nation 401 where you could subscribe on youtube if you're watching right now and are not subscribed what are you doing at the Leafs Nation 401 to subscribe, 
like, share, whatever helps the algorithm at this point. Additionally, we're available wherever you find your podcast. Just search Leafs Morning Take. Don't forget to visit theleafsnation.com for the very latest in all things Toronto Maple Leafs. The team over there has done a tremendous job of uh, just fostering content the last couple days and generating and generating and generating anything you can think of right now at theleafsnation.com. Thoughts, comments, questions, or concerns, you can drop us a line in the chat down below, as many of you already have here. Um, and we'll share them a bit later on the show as we do once a show here. But without further ado, let's get over the boards. I was laughing the other day. Somebody in the comment section did not like our graphic, did not like the sound for over the boards. So maybe that's an off-season change. There's going to be change in Toronto. Maybe we see some changes to our graphics next year, Rosie. Yeah, I don't know. That guy was passionate about it. He said it absolutely <laughs> has to go. And I mean, man, you can tell it's bringing the show down big time. Yeah, that, that graphic, man, just viewership has been so down since we brought the graphic in on day one. No, it hasn't. Anyways, let's get the locker clean out day, Rosie. Um, there's so many areas we can start. For me, accountability is a big word I grabbed from the day. And I don't know if you agree. I, I think these guys have been coached up since they got to Toronto. I'm talking about the core guys where they said the bare minimum. I know people were excited over some of the comments and we'll get to them like guys staying. Everybody wants to be a leaf. Like they're going to tell the media what they want to hear. And again, you can agree to this. You can confirm this being a former player. You're going to tell the media what they want to hear and you, you're going to get the hell out of there. Right? Yeah. It's pointless interviews, man, because you know, on one hand, you need time to process. You got to, you got to kind of get out of the city almost and get out of your condo or whatever the hell you're living in, get home, get unpacked, get kind of figured out and situated and have the season behind you. And then you can really reflect on where am I? What do I want to do? What does this look like? What did I like about the season? What didn't I like? You know, you're going to talk to your agent. He's going to say, you know, these are the comparables for you this year, whether you're, a, you know, a UFA especially. And, you know, it's going to be like, you know, here's your position here. This is what we expected from the year. This is what happened. Here's your comparables is the big thing as far as what you're worth, what years you're going to have. Uh, we're waiting for this guy to sign. If he signs for this, this is going to help you out big time. Um, you know, they're really high on you. They want to get it done before July 1, blah, blah, blah. Any Whatever the situation is, that's when you can really, you know, div div divulge into that a little bit more and start to figure out where, where your head's at. But as far as what those Leafs have been doing the last handful of days you know you go out with the guys you know you're never going to have that group together again and no matter how the season went you spent a lot of time with those dudes so you go out for your dinners and you you crank some beers and you know you got a bunch of logistics stuff you're handling and it's kind of a whirlwind so to step into that dressing room and say this is what I want is it's stupid and even if you do know what you want and you're very clear you're not gonna kind of show your hand as far as bargaining power and whatnot and that's where the business of the whole sport yeah. comes into play and uh, where it really shows its head as far as it being you know business and contracts and money and blah 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 so it's uh, it's kind of a moot point to ask those guys those questions I never really listen to it to be honest because it's just always complete bullshit it was so scripted, man. And for me, the, the thing that got me that killed me was like the general acceptance of losing. And having said that, I don't know what the response would be, but like, I would love some pushback. Somebody say, you know, we're not good enough. We weren't good enough. We're disappointed. But all I heard, dude, was a, a team that believes in themselves and they want to run it back. Like, I'm just hearing the wrong things. Like, I don't even know how to compare it, but if you heard exit interviews from like Boston or other teams that thought they had a legitimate shot at going all the way this year. It's just night and day. Like there's just this general acceptance that losing's okay in this market. And I hate it. 
It's kind of weird because at the end of the year, no matter how it goes, it's like once it's done, it's done. Like as soon as that buzzer goes, you're in, you're in the locker room and you're taking your gear off. There's no more meetings. There's no more talk. Like the group is almost like dismantled. You know, you'll never play another game. You'll never prepare for another game. So there's no time to really sit down and like talk about what went wrong. Why did we lose? like why are we not still playing it, it there the meetings are over there's never a time to sit down with the group and figure out why you lost and i think it's kind of a you know it would be hard to do because some guys are like i'm fucking out of here as soon like some guys aren't happy with yeah. their playing time or some guys are waiting to get out of there some guys contracts are up and they know they're gone whatever so you're like sit down we're gonna watch some video or sit down we're gonna talk about you know what happened they're gonna be like fuck you man i'm off the clock so it's kind of a weird time of year but it would be super beneficial for a group like that to sit down and to actually verbalize, why aren't we winning? Why aren't we still playing? What happened? And if they could sit there and come to grips with, we we didn't battle hard enough. Like, I think that's the consensus around yeah. Leafs Nation on why they're not playing. Like, they didn't have that, use any friggin' adjective you want, like the killer instinct, um, the mm -hmm. jam. They didn't have the grit, the sandpaper. They didn't have the toughness, the team toughness. They didn't have whatever you want to call it. I think that's where they keep falling short. You can have all the firepower in the world offensively, but when the going gets tough and you're kind of in a battle and a war and the, the playoffs are just that, they're a completely different beast, you probably maybe can't use that offensive power just the way you did all, all regular season long. And I think that's what the, the Leafs have run into as far as their problem on not getting it done in the playoffs. Sure, you can put up 115 points in the regular season. It's a lot easier in the regular season and you got a long time to kind of chip away and then boom, the playoffs come and it's do or die. And you get down three games and you got to win now. And it's just too hard. And if your group and your nucleus doesn't have that jam, you're just not going to get it done. And it's just, do they know that? Do they talk about that? Is that addressed? I just don't think it is. In general, I just think that the give a shit meter, like, like it doesn't seem like anybody's like piss. Like, you know, growing up when you lose a big game in your hockey career or whatever sport you play and you're pissed, you're huffing and puffing. You don't even want to talk to your old man or your, your parents on the drive home. I don't get that sense when these guys lose. And again, they're not the only team in the league, but there's like that give a fuck meter is not there for me. Like, and I know it was exit interviews and you're not going to say much and they're so coached up and all that, but just, I would just have loved it if one guy said, you know what? Not good enough. We weren't good enough. Something needs to change with this team. And we didn't get that, quite frankly. Again, we got the whole the whole cliche answer is we believe in this team. We believe in this core. I want to stay in Toronto. Like, it was the same old BS we see every year, man. Yeah, it's kind of funny because I remember being on the other side of it. And, like, during those interviews, you don't, you don't want to say anything that could get construed in a different way. So you keep it to the generic BS. And it's because yeah. of that market. It's because there's literally 30 friggin' cameras in your face and 40 microphones. And you don't want to be the soundbite of the day. And you will be if you go off script. And I remember that. And it's like, guys, I believe guys are pissed and guys are choked and guys yeah. are like, I can't believe this fucking happened again. And, <clears throat> but they're not going to go on camera and show it because it's Toronto and you're not going to tip your hand and be the soundbite of the week. So I think that's why they give that type of answers and that type of attitude. But being on the other side of it, <clears throat> you know, on the other side of the mic and like wanting that information out of that group, it's kind of like, well, give us something. Like, how do you really feel? Like, that was a bullshit answer. Like, 
why don't you see more? You know what I mean? So I, I see both yeah. sides of it, but I do think that part of that reason they're not showing the emotion is because when anybody has in the past, it's been blown up, whether it's for the for good or bad or whatever that is, you can get it twisted however the hell you want. Um, but I think guys protect themselves from showing too much personality or emotion, especially in this market. And I remember that feeling. So everything or the majority of everything that was said was inconsequential. And, and again, I don't think not much was said in this situation. But I think the one thing that came to mind and the one thing that certainly resonated was Kyle Dubas and him speaking. And so we wanted to play a clip from the presser yesterday and we'll, we'll build off that. So first and foremost, here's the clip. Um, with regards to uh, my own situation, I'll just address it off the top. Um, uh, had a good long relationship here with with Brendan and the owners. I'll speak to them in the coming days, uh, but probably more importantly, uh, speak uh, to my wife Shannon and our family uh, here in the tonight and, and tomorrow and see where we're at um, as a family um, and how we want to proceed um, with everything. Uh, this has been a you know, and just in learning the past couple of days, it's been a very taxing year on them. Um, and uh, that's uh, obviously very important to me. Very rarely uh, do you see the vulnerable side of Kyle Dubas. And that was a bit of what he had to say yesterday. Very emotional, um, as he mentioned, very taxing situation for his family. And so as we have this conversation, the Leafs don't know who their GM is moving forward, Rosie. Yeah, it's uh, it's something. I mean... Pretty honest interview, man. And, uh, you know, you don't usually hear guys talk that heavily about their family and stuff, but obviously that's a priority to him. And I think he's just being honest. He's saying, like, he's the kind of guy where if he's going to do a job, especially a big kind of, you know, important job, like being the GM of the Toronto Maple Leafs, I imagine he he dives in head first, both feet, and goes hard at it. And I bet you that that is very difficult on his kids and his wife because I bet he's a ghost for eight months of the year. And yeah. in order to do that again, I think that he genuinely needs to take some time off and say, you know, how much is that affecting that situation? Um, and are we willing to do it again? He, he, he flat out said, I'm not going anywhere else. That's pretty interesting. He showed his hand in that. So I guess... Uh, Toronto's got to decide, do we want this guy to be a GM or do we go find somebody else? And personally, I think I'm on team Dubas as far as him being a guy that can get the job done. I think that he was a little bit misguided in his identity of this team. I think he went a little bit too heavy on, you know, offense and, you know, in return softness. And maybe they need to readjust that. But as far as putting names on paper and making the calls and getting the deals done and the trades and the, you know, the accusations and the signings, I think he's as good as anyone out there. And I don't, I don't believe in making changes for the sake of making changes. I think it's because you know what you want and it's different than what you have and you go out and you get it. So in my mind, Dubas, I don't think he should go anywhere else. I hope they have a talk about what their team identity is and, and what it takes to win a Stanley Cup and what playoff hockey is like and where they've fallen short. And I hope they adjust accordingly. But as far as unloading him and going to find a new guy, I just think, oh, fuck, now we're kind of starting over. And this new guy that comes in is going to want to put his fingerprints on the team and it's going to want to be his DNA and he's not going to want to ever say that, you know, it was Dubas's work that got the job done of it. You know, he's going to, 
he's going to make some big changes and it just feels like oh man it feels like we take a big step back if we if we fire dubis and hire some un, some other unknown man yeah to me you got to keep him um and again this will come down because he is a free agent and he did go on to say that it's going to be toronto or nowhere else like if he doesn't resign he'll he'll take a step back so he's like don't expect me to pop up elsewhere i know the rumors have been there with pittsburgh so those were laid to rest but for me, I think the big thing is how much he hinges upon Austin Matthews' future. I mean, it's quite clear, dude, listening to the remarks, the players believe in Kyle Dubas, whether it was Morgan Rowley yesterday or Mitch Marner or, or Nylander or Austin Matthews. And I think if it means re-signing Austin Matthews, I think you have no choice but you bring Kyle Dubas back. And to your point, I don't think he's done a bad job. I just know that it's a business and it's a results-oriented business and the, the, the results haven't been there. Regardless of what they say, they are nowhere close to winning a Stanley Cup. They've never been anywhere close to winning a Stanley Cup. Last time I checked, they still needed, what, uh, 11 more wins. So this notion that this team is even remotely close to winning a Stanley Cup is just incorrect at this point in time. I think it's so hard to win in this league. Having said that, I think somebody takes the fall for this, the scapegoat, if you will. I think ultimately, unfortunately, I think it's going to be the head coach. I think... Maybe I read more into it than most people yesterday, but the fact that Brendan Shanahan did not speak is very, very telling in my world. Very similar to the NBA where Masai Ujiri uh, didn't speak for a couple of days and he ended up, you know, Nick Nurse is, is now gone with the Raptors. So that's my expectation. Um, the other curious thing for me from what Dubas said yesterday um, was the fact that anything is is possible. Like this is the first time under my recollection that he didn't go as far as to say that anybody's safe and he didn't hold anything back. Like, it, you know, Matthews, anything. And that's the curious thing for me. Yeah. And I like that. I think it's honest. I think they don't know what they're going to do and they still need to decide. I think up until what, five days ago, they were, you know, still in line to, to challenge for the Stanley cup. So those massive decisions, I don't think you make on a, on a dime and I don't I think that they genuinely did believe and they thought they could yeah you know get to the eastern final and anything's possible and blah blah and when that gets taken away and the reality hits I don't think the answers are right in front of you like oh I was prepared for this I knew what was I was going to do the whole time I think they really got to stop and reflect but I do know like talking about Matthews and whatnot that the way Dubas handles the players and in that organization is nothing short of like first bloody class like Shanner told me he goes you wouldn't believe this guy and what he like he care he knows all the kids' names and the wives names he knows who's where what's going on can I get you this can I get you that how's the house I checked it out I you know bubble like he is so hands-on and he cares about the players and he's a genuine guy he's the furthest thing from like a meat factory you know GM where it's just like yeah. churning over names on paper doesn't give a shit about anything about them personally he's the opposite of that and everything about that Toronto Maple Leafs organization to their credit is that way so I imagine these players do want him around and to keep him especially if if he's the one that brought him in um whether whether they know beforehand well Austin might not sign with us if we don't have Kyle Dubas I don't think anyone's going to show their hand that hard I think Brandon Shanahan and the ownership's just going to have to decide is this on Kyle or not and my opinion is that it's not yeah I'm with you again there's going to be a scapegoat I don't think it's going to be Kyle Dubas and I do think it'll be up to him we even heard uh you know from Elliot Friedman the last couple days that it sounded like they were making progress on an extension so this sort of came out of nowhere and and I get it like 
you know, I'm the first to admit it. You have to humanize the situation sometimes, man. Like these are humans. It is a taxing job. You know how much pressure they face on a daily basis, especially in this market. Let's look at this show and every day, what we bring to the table in terms of how much pressure we put on this team to be successful when it matters most. So that's the most important takeaway for me is to make sure Kyle Dubas is a-okay. And I'm not just saying that, like that's important. Uh, but then number two, you have to decide what's going on with the GM moving forward. But I, I still have the belief that Dubas is going to be back. Austin Matthews had some comments yesterday that raised some eyebrows again. I don't know what he was going to say to the contrary, but this is a bit of what he had to say yesterday. You know, my intention is to, to be here. I, I think I've, uh, you know, reciprocated that uh, before, how much I enjoy playing here and, and what it means to me and um, the organization, uh, my teammates, and, and how much, uh, you know, I just enjoy being here. So how important to get that done before next yeah, I, I think that, uh, you know, it's important and, you know, it'll all kind of work itself out in due time and um, and just kind of go from there. But, um, you know, as far as everything else goes, I mean, it's, uh, you know, like I've like I've said before, I mean, I, I really do enjoy playing here and it's it's a true honor. And, um, you know, the work that, you know, we're putting into obviously continue to, to strive for that, that end result is, uh, you know, extremely motivating. So, Rosie, is it a foregone conclusion he's re-signing July 1st? What'd you make of that? Yeah, I, I believe he's the mainstay, right? I think he's the guy that's going to stick around. I think he is. I think he's the best player on the roster. I think that they're going to, whether they break up the core in some way, shape, or fashion, is yet to be seen, but I don't believe it's going to start with him by any stretch. I think that they like him there. I think that, you know, you look at Ovechkin. I mean, right now he just looks like this icon. He's one of the greatest goal scorers of all time, Stanley Cup champion. But people forget how many times they failed in the playoffs, how many times he didn't get it done, you know, couldn't score that big goal, couldn't lead the charge, blah, blah, blah. And then he and then he wins one, you know. I mean, when did he start playing in like oh four or five? And took him a, yeah. like fifteen years to win a Stanley Cup, or maybe not quite, but thirteen maybe. And it's 13. uh yeah, it's not easy and it takes some growth and you gotta have the right formula around you. And no one in Toronto is 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 ready to wait anymore. I understand that, but you gotta understand he's still a pretty young player, he's still growing and you know, sometimes it takes a guy a while to figure out what playoffs look like, what they feel like. I mean, those series is come and go. It's a blur of a week. And, you know, he's only had a handful of them to understand what happens. And, you know, I imagine he does want to stay here. If he left and went somewhere else, I think it'd be a big letdown for him. You wouldn't be in the big show anymore. You wouldn't be the big ticket item anymore if you go to fucking Columbus or someplace. And you'd feel like you kind of failed, right? And I don't think these guys get to the level that they play at by being used to just accepting failure and i think he does want to stick around and even though they're not jumping off up and down saying oh this isn't good enough and we uh, we are unacceptable and we need to overhaul they're not going to say that in the media but i do believe they feel that and they're like they want to win in toronto as much as as anybody if you want a stanley cup in toronto i mean just look at the guys for that played 40 years ago they're still gods and they didn't win anything imagine you win here the rest of your life You'd be a walking god in Toronto. You could do whatever you wanted. I mean, these guys like that shit. That's why they get as good as they do and try 
to become what they want to become is because they they appreciate that competition and winning and being the man. And I think that he wants to stick around and there's positives and negatives to playing in Toronto and he knows that as much as anybody. But I believe him when he says the things that he says about wanting to, to stick around and be a Maple Leaf. So you could probably answer this better than most people considering you've been in that room, you've been in this league, but how would you feel about a captaincy change? Like, I do think something needs to change in the dynamic of this team, whether it's a big trade. I do think they need to make a big trade. And we'll address that at some point in time here in the offseason. Something needs to change. Like, something is off. And maybe if it's even as something as small as a captaincy change, you know, how much of a difference would that make in a room if they elected to say, hey, JT and Matthews, we're going to switch you up an A to a captain? Ah. Yeah, I've heard Not that much. before. Um, I don't know, man. I mean, I think the I, I don't think you do it unless you don't have John Tavares there anymore. I just don't think you do. Um, I think it would be too much of a story. It would ruff, ruffle some feathers. I mean. <sighs> It's not about scoring the most goals to win that C, you know? It's about yeah. it's about how you conduct yourself and who is actually like the dad of the team, the leader, the guy that, you know, when a decision needs to be made or the whip needs to be cracked or, hey, smarten up and get the hell over here for a workout or something. It's someone that everyone kind of listens to. And that is John Tavares. And I think that he is the it consummate is. professional. And I think he's professional to the point where he's boring as hell, but that's irrelevant. He does everything right. If you get a young guy, why do you think they put Matthew Nyes in John Tavares' basement and not in Austin Matthews' basement? It goes <laughs> without saying. The guy does everything right. He's the, he is the consummate professional, and whether he scores 40 goals or wins the Stanley Cup, it doesn't really change that fact. You want him to lead the team. You want him to be the voice that, you know, when he speaks, people listen. And I don't think changing that, like I agree, maybe an Austin Matthews or a guy needs to wear that C, but I think in due time, you've committed to John Tavares. He is the guy that that does things the right way that you want the younger guys to look and see and take note of how he operates. And I don't think that anything gets benefited you know, too much more by, by swapping that. I think you get more negative from talking about, Ooh, John got his C stripped. That's going to be the yeah. headline, not, Oh, Austin can take control of this thing. And it's just a freaking letter on your, on your Jersey at the end of the day. I don't think it carries enough to warrant that change in my mind. That, that's not saying it's not going to happen, but I just don't think I would, I would make that move. I'm interested to see what uh, people in the chat right now, and it's on fire, how you feel about that. Would you make a change to the captaincy? Would you give it to Matthews? Would you give it to somebody else? So uh, please chime in with your thoughts. Again, uh, my apologies, dealing with a bit of a flu bug and some scratchiness in my throat here, but we're trucking right along. Uh, the Botano wrap-up is presented by Botano.ca. The game starts now, 19+. plus. Please play responsibly. And uh, for today's look, Rosie, we're going to look at the four teams remaining. So Carolina, Vegas, Dallas, and Florida. Simple question for you. Who do you like to win the Stanley Cup this year? When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Planning for your next trip? 
Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Um, personally, I would like to see Dallas win the Stanley Cup, but I think that the Carolina Hurricanes are going to win it. Um, I think it's going to come out of the East. And I think that they are just kind of that quiet powerhouse that has been strong and getting stronger for a few years now. And uh, I just think that the way those guys are operating, they seem very tight. They seem very tight knit, collected, calm and powerful. And, um, you know, if Bobrovsky doesn't continue to play the way he has, which he hasn't played this way in five some years, maybe more. Um, if he cools off a little bit, I think that that yeah. could spell the end of this magical run for the Florida Panthers. Again, I could be wrong, but my money is on the Carolina Hurricanes. I like it. Uh, can't go wrong with that pick. I, I like Dallas and Florida, my Stanley Cup final. I uh, love the Pete DeBoer revenge narrative against Vegas. He used to coach the Florida Panthers as well. And I just have to ride with the Florida Panthers. I just feel like they're a team of destiny, the way they took care of Boston, Boston late in that series. They, uh, they beat the Maple Leafs quite handily. Now you're playing a Carolina team. I think it comes down to offense. Goaltending is going to be huge in that series. So I wouldn't sleep on the Florida Panthers either. But again, it's a, it's a very uh, different look to the conference finals this year than we've seen in recent memory, isn't it? Yeah, big time. Look at those look at those logos, man. We haven't seen any of those guys nuts. raise the cup and, uh, since, I guess, 06 with Carolina. But um that's pretty cool. It's nice to have, uh, yeah. you know, I know that as far as the salary cap being raised and blah, 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 would a Toronto Edmonton final have been a lot better? Yeah, it sure as hell would have. Probably. But I yeah. mean, there, there was a few decades there where it seemed like the same two, three teams won the cup every single year, whether it was, uh, you know, LA or Chicago or Pittsburgh. And to, to get some new blood in there is, is not a bad thing. I don't think it's interesting to watch and, uh, you know, lots of narratives to follow along with. But that being said, this wouldn't be my first choice in uh, conference finals, to be honest with you. All right, let's look at the chat now. Split finger rights in kind of over this core, and I think that seems to be the consensus. And I, I was a bit befuddled to hear people say and wonder if Austin Matthews should get traded. Like, that's the one untouchable for me of this team. And granted, again, a lot will stem on July 1 if they can re-sign him. If not, then maybe they're going to be pinned into a corner. But that's the last guy I'd be talking about. And the fact that they didn't say he was untouchable tells you all you need to know about how, how they feel about this team right now and how they should feel um, about this team. Samuel Perron writes in trade for Roman Yossi. Uh, I don't think Nashville is going to do that. But uh, I just think the 
right away you're hearing, hearing the names, right? You're hearing Travis Konechny, you're hearing Tom Wilson, like that style of player. But it always seems like we're having this conversation every year where they're not gritty enough or, you know, there's not enough sandpaper in that lineup. I thought we thought they addressed that getting Ryan O'Reilly and, and guys like Nola Chari, right? Yeah, they did. And I mean, Ryan O'Reilly wasn't that big of a factor in the playoffs, especially the second round. Um, I do think that you need to add a bigger piece, like a, a piece that's part of the core four. I don't think they can be supporting roles that's going to get it done in the playoffs. And I think that you need to, you need to alter it. You need to alter it. And I'll just say it right now. Mitch Marner is my guy to go. I think that he can go. I don't think that he is. I just don't think that he has the style of play to get it done in the playoffs. I think he's far from it. I don't think he has enough jam pushback. I don't think he he can play in the tough areas, in the tough games. When the going gets tough, I think that he reverts back to what he's good at, and what he's good at isn't playoff hockey. And I think that's kind of proven. Is Mitch Mar Marner a phenomenal hockey player? Yes. If he goes on to a different team, will he have a phenomenal career? Yes. All those things are true, but if you want to win a Stanley Cup and you have all these guys that are quite similar in play and have proven now that together they don't have the style of play to win a Stanley Cup in the playoffs, it's not it's not gritty enough, it's not battle ready, then you got to make a change. And Mitch Marner's stock is very high. You can get a huge return for him. And I think that if you can put together a deal where you complement the remaining three guys or whatever it is, but you get yourself more of a playoff-ready team like the Florida Panthers are this year, and you can kind of address that identity issue, then to me, he's kind of the guy that can go. I don't think anyone's going to take uh, John Tavares's contract. I don't think you can move him, or you might try. And I think Willie Nylander has got too much upside. He's too young, and he has been performing in the playoffs compared to the other guys. So that's my pick for that to change. But I do agree, this core four, you can't just go back into the fucking season next year with this same four and just expect that they're just going to score tons of goals in the playoffs and battle and grind and get it done and beat, beat legit playoff hockey teams. I, I, they've proven that that's not going to work for more than one year now. So... I, I, I don't say blow it up. I don't say dismantle it, but I say you need to make a pretty a pretty heavy tweak to it to get this organization to, you know, be less soft. Samuel Perron's on fire, and I agree with everything you just said, by the way, but Samuel Perron writing, and hire Patrick Waugh. This guy has the passion to win. Imagine Patrick Waugh in Toronto and uh, beloved Montreal Canadian at that and Colorado Avalanche. I just don't know how that fit would look, but... I understand what you're saying. You want some passion. You want some fire in this market, some accountability. And again, we talk about this on a daily basis. It's just a much different era and generation of player, man. Like just the way you have to coddle these guys as opposed to what it was even back in your playing days is a lot different. So I get that. A lot of people uh, happy about Morgan Riley's play. Like that's the one guy I thought really came out yesterday and had something to say and was allowed to say something because he was incredible in the playoffs. Yeah, he's got a leg to stand on, right? And uh, yeah. while having kind of a subpar regular season, he stepped up in the in the playoffs in a big way and showed why he is that you know top ten pick and franchise defenseman and and whatever else you want to say. But I mean, that's the way to do it to kind of save yourself for the playoffs. It seems like you know in recent years everyone's done the complete opposite and had standout breakout record-setting regular seasons and just shits their pants in the playoffs, which is 
not something, uh, not a recipe for success in the long run. So, you know, he, he can say what he wants to say. And, you know, I know these new age players, you got to coddle them and this and that, but I, I feel like more than ever, I have noticed in hockey the difference between the regular season and the playoffs, and it's drastic. And the teams yeah. that fold and go away are the teams that just, I mean, just look at the faces on the Toronto Maple Leafs during the playoffs when there's a scrum or anything, they're just kind of looking around, <laughs> like looking around like this. And they're just, what do we and do? then other guys are yeah. just like, are you fucking like, you need that F you, that intensity. And we just don't have any of it. And it just, it yeah. just, it's just wave after wave. It overwhelms you until you're just shut down and you're done and you lose and you try to push back. You're too far down in the trenches already and you can't climb out. And that's what happens to them every year. So I really think that you have to build a team focusing on the playoffs. I think that the the difference between regular season and playoffs is as big as it's ever been. Maybe it's just because I've been watching more and been close to it, but it is very obvious and very apparent to me. And I notice the teams that get it done have that jam and have that forge on, you know, mentality of we're going to war. And we need that in this organization or we're not going to win any more series than we have. And again, the Florida Panthers set that template and they actually, yeah, exactly. The snarl, the bite. And, you know, they actually referenced it yesterday. I believe Kyle Dubas referenced the Florida Panthers in that template, but easier said than done. I mean, it, there's only one Matthew Kachuk in the league. The other Kachuk's on Ottawa. He isn't going anywhere. But yeah, I do tend to agree with you. And over the next couple of weeks, we're going to identify team needs. We'll talk about the core four. There's a lot to cover. And again, if you're tuning in for the first time at the Leafs Nation 401, where you could subscribe. We'll be with you Monday to Friday, 11 to 11.30 a.m. Eastern time daily until uh, July 2nd or 3rd, all the way through free agency. We'll scale things back in, in the summer. So, again, we're just getting the conversation started when it comes to the postseason and the offseason at that. Uh, so we'll leave it at that. Many thanks to everybody in the chat today. Uh, Rosie, you brought it, and we'll, we'll chat tomorrow, bud. Sounds good. I'll be here. There you have it. The one and only Jay Rosehill. I'm Nick Alberga. Thanks so much for listening and watching. We'll talk tomorrow. Take care. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.